welcome back to Hallmark Snark, where we are reviewing all of the Hallmark holiday Christmas lineup for or the Hallmark countdown to Christmas lineup for 2019. <laughs> I'm Austin. I'm Tara. And we're a married couple. Austin has always loved these movies, and I'm starting to understand why. I can't believe it. <laughs> the brainwashing has finally worked. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's when you just watch enough of them back to back, you... You start to appreciate start to love the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> and now it's actually, we're getting into the Christmas season. Thanksgiving is this week. So for this movie, we have some predictions that we want to make, but we want to start with the blurb from the television. We use that. It's the one sentence description. So Austin, what does that say? So today we're watching Christmas and Evergreen, Tidings of Joy. And a skeptical writer shows up in Evergreen to get the scoop on the town's fame passion for christmas during a search for a long lost time capsule okay so again we have a movie that is a sequel to a movie we have not seen it's a trilogy this it's, is the third installment <laughs> it's the christmas this. in evergreen trilogy but based on some of the things we can see in the picture i think this is a case where it's different people it's not a darcy and aiden situation we have new characters so i I don't know that we will be continuing a plot from a previous movie. That's part of my prediction. I think this is an entirely new plot. Um, I don't know. What, what do you start off Having with? Having knowing nothing of the previous ones other than they exist, I would agree. I think that this is going to be kind of a, the, the town might be central in some way, mm -hmm. but that the characters are not. Mm -hmm. And that these are brand new people that we would have never met in previous movies. So they don't tell us who the writer is in this description. You have a writer and then I assume somebody that's from the town itself. So I originally thought that the writer would be the man, but I actually think the writer is the woman. What? A working <laughs> a woman? woman. <laughs> I don't know. That's more of me, me saying I just I don't think it's the guy in the pic looking at the picture. I think she's the writer. So um you know what? I'll go with it. Okay. I'm skeptical. Because it's Hallmark. They stick to their tropes. A, we've had lady writers before. Yeah, I know. But it's like Christmas and Evergreen. I don't know. It's just, it feels... <laughs> you feel like she's the one from the town? Maybe. Okay. Um, I do think that whomever comes from outside of the town will decide to stay in the town. Like, like Evergreen like traps they always you in. Do. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be Christmas and forever in Evergreen. So for this one, I also want to predict that this town is not on the West Coast because we've seen a lot of movies set on the West Coast. I don't think we've really seen any set in the East Coast. So no. I think this one will be in the East Coast. And based on the snowiness of the setting, I think it will be in Vermont. because You that just is, want it to be in Vermont. I know. My family's all from Vermont. <laughs> so I just picture it being in like a little New England town. So I hope it is because I love that location, though I've never been yet. I'm sorry. I have not taken you there. <laughs> um. I think that this is one where a tree lighting, this is evergreen, trees are going to be incredibly important here. So I think that there's going to be a tree lighting ceremony for sure in this. Um, but, you know, the time capsule that's lost. Like, yeah, let's talk about that time capsule. I, I have some predictions there too. Um, and I think we also have to know, so we um, are going to watch this movie with my mom. Right. And she had some thoughts on what she thinks this movie's about. We made her not tell us uh, what, the, what, because she's like, oh, I've seen other things. I was like, no, we must keep the purity of our predictions. <laughs> and so we asked her, like, why does she think that this time capsule's lost? So she thinks it's because 
they've forgotten because they've just been too darn busy with Christmas. <laughs> they just don't remember where they put it. <laughs> I think it's because there's like a map like that the archivist like lets the town know like, oh, it's damaged. It's lost. So we don't know the location. So they're all going to be hunting for it. What do you I, think? I struggled to figure out how you would lose a time capsule. So the only thing I could think of is that they were bulldozing up some land that this is an older time capsule and they accidentally moved it. And so now they, they know generally where it is, but it's gotten lost in the dirt from building a so bulldozer resort hotel. So dug it up, <laughs> moved yeah, it, it got, over. It got scooped up. They were building something there and it got moved <laughs> Yeah, because Evergreen, Evergreen in Vermont is just making way for the big corporate um, ski lodges. I spend a lot of time in Vermont. They do have bulldozers in okay. Vermont. I okay. would. I like apologize to, to all Vermontians. They bulldozed it in the summer, not in the icy winter time, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh crap, the time capsule." Um, I think that what's inside the time capsule is going to be important. Yes, and again, it's evergreen. I just feel like trees have to be a big part of this, and so I'm going to say that like. Maybe like there's a big tree farm or something. And so it's going to be like clippings or seeds from the first ever like farm tree farm that they ever planted. Mm. If you were going to say the first evergreen tree, I was going to call BS on that. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. (laughs) They've been there for like uh, like something that like is significant to the founders. So and I said it's going to be a Christmas themed time capsule that it's going to have like a. I don't know, all of their Christmas memorabilia from the town, that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> here's all these pictures or something from Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> um, and then another thing related to the time capsule, because time capsules, I mean, I was trying to figure out what the timeline for the time capsule is. Is this yeah. a 10-year-old, 25? I think it will be their parents that hid the time capsule, so the, or their parents were involved in the hiding of the time capsule. So we bring in the older generation. Yeah, I don't have much. So just looking at the screenshot, I think there'll be a red truck because I can see a red <laughs> truck. A red truck yeah, um, <laughs> iconic little Christmas red truck. Um, and then my last prediction is about the fi- the first kiss, not the final kiss, the only kiss, the first kiss. Um, I think it will happen on a front porch. Do you have any predictions about the final shot? You know I do. Okay. Because again, trees are going to be incredibly important to this movie. Yes. Final shot, just a cascading forest of evergreens as you pull away. Like, so it was probably uh, like taken a with zoom a drone. Out shot yeah. kind of thing with all the evergreen trees. Because mm-hmm. it's like the evergreens will live on forever, just like even this after town's these history. people die. Even after Christmas. <laughs> all right. Well, we have our snacks ready. We have our mother-in-law my mother-in-law your mother here to watch this lovely movie with us we are going to sit down and we are going to see if our predictions are correct and also our mother-in-law is bursting to tell us things that (laughs) we couldn't know before the prediction so we may be back to report on those as well (laughs) all right snacks check snacks check here we go two hours later and we're back. We are back after watching Christmas in Evergreen, the Part third three. installment in the trilogy, <laughs> Tidings of Joy. Uh, we'll get to how forgettable that second part of that title is <laughs> for this. Um, um, I think uh, before we started to the summary, I wanted to share a little bit of the backstory that mom gave us to the other movies. Right. So she has apparently seen the other two movies. And so when we looked at there's like a little picture on our screen that shows some of the people in the movie. And so I I was like, who are these people? 
Boy, did she tell us. So she knows who they are. She knows who they are. And I'm glad she did because they actually have a huge like part because mm-hmm. um, as one of your predictions, like our predictions was like all new cast. Mm-hmm. While the main characters are absolutely new, all of the other people have been in the previous movies right. and like they worked really hard to tie them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know we haven't gotten to predictions yet, but I just needed to note that because... Well, summary too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I guess... Should we hold off on talking about mom stuff until we do the summary? Yeah, or? maybe we should. Let's okay. do the summary. And mostly because I just want to get the summary over with because it is <laughs> my it turn. Is turn. <laughs> and right. I did not take any notes to write down <laughs> any sort of sketch of a plot. Smart for this choice. One. Smart choice. So we're just going to see where it goes. There's, right. a, there's a train. There's love and Christmas. The end. <laughs> that was the best summary. <laughs> Okay. okay so summary of the movie so we have katie she is a freelance writer she is from i believe new york city and she is traveling for the hall or just before the holidays really i think she's leaving late november to go visit the town of evergreen because she's heard so much about it and she thinks that she has some writing that she can do based on this town so she shows up she's going to spend some time there on the train she meets ben who has lived in the town forever it turns out he's a librarian in the town And he also tells her about the wonderful things in Evergreen. So this is the beginning of a wonderful romance. They just don't know it yet. So Katie arrives in the town. She's learning about all of the fun traditions of Evergreen. They're very into Christmas. They are very into Christmas. Um, And she is kind of doing some digging into the history of the town. And there's some rumors of a um, time capsule that was not lost, but, you know, it's like this, there's no, they know nothing about it, that there's a time castle and the older people are like, you'll, when, when it's time for you to know, you'll know. So we have some secondary characters and some B and C plot lines here. So um, Michelle is the mayor. There's also another mayor. They're transitioning mayors. Um, There is Hannah, a young girl who's kind of falling in love with the guy who owns the tinkering shop. And I think maybe she should work in the cafe or something, or she's always in the cafe. And then we also do see Allie and Lisa, who were the stars of the previous Christmas and Evergreen movies. So they only play a small role. So Hannah, at some point, drops a snow globe. And it's a snow globe of the town. And it's apparently might grant some magical wishes or something like that. Has some Christmas magic in it. But on the bottom of the snow globe is a key. And then they realize that this might be related to the um, time capsule that they're supposed to go looking for. So with some prodding and some figuring out, they realize that the key is related to like a sleigh. So they go look at the sleigh. They find a key. Then they they remember that there's this wall in a picture. They're looking at some of the town history. Lo and behold, there's a hole in the wall. They turn the key in the hole and... All of the boards fall down and an advent calendar appears. And this advent calendar was created 50 years prior during a blizzard. The town got together and put together 25 tasks for the town to complete in 25 boxes. So they complete the items in the advent calendar as a town together. They discover the meaning of Christmas through this process. Katie realizes that she has a story to write in this. It is not the story that she came to write. It is her next novel, she believes. And so she wants to go back to the city to work on that, even though she finds the town to be very nice and quaint. And she has fallen in love with Ben. Ben also 
wants to be a writer. So she finds a way for Ben to also get his writing, which is also about this town, seen by her mother, who is a writer. And they are both going to leave Evergreen, even though they love this town, and hopefully move to the city where they can both be writers and have their memories of their time in Evergreen. So that is the parts of the plot that I thought were relevant. (laughs) Yeah, it was good. There was a lot here because they were really building on these previous two installments. Um, You know, mom gave us like a quick summary of what those were. Mm -hmm. So summary of the movie of the first one was the the wishing snow globe, which is you know very pivotal in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. And then the second one she said was about the restoration of a gazebo, but she then remembered that's incorrect. It was actually letters to Santa. So we got really excited <laughs> when we saw a gazebo. We're, We're like, gazebo! oh, it's a gazebo. It's like a add-on. <laughs> um, yeah. So Allie, um, who I know is Victoria from How I Met Your Mother, but she played, I think in the first movie, she drives a red truck and delivers Christmas trees in it. And then she also lets other people borrow her truck so it's a symbol for the town and then lisa came from out of town moved to the town opened a general store and so she's much more present um she is played by what is her name jill wagner who is apparently a hallmark staple apparently because again folks we saw her in another movie that we haven't yet talked about yeah, well, we've watched it because we're trying to do all three, but we want to do... Like, we missed different... three of the early ones, and so we were going to do them all in one episode, so we did watch... She was Christmas, Christmas Wishes and Mistletoe, mistletoe Kisses. kisses. Yep. Yeah, so she was in that one. So she has the general store. So they're kind of around throughout this. And then Michelle, the mayor, Carol, who's the blonde lady whose father owned one of the stores. I don't she's somebody's mother, maybe. I don't know. She plays yeah. a role in this. And then Hannah, the young girl who falls in love with the guy at the tinkering shop they are all from the previous movies as well right so yeah lots to unpack here um you know let's go into our predictions first okay so were our predictions right i'm just gonna say in general all of mine were wrong except there was a tree lighting ceremony (laughs) and there was a red truck yeah so some (laughs) of mine were right some of mine were actually eerily right i promise i, I did not know like this. <laughs> i really did it and maybe maybe the red truck did skew me because that's a very vermonty kind of thing to do is drive a truck like that yeah um but it's i think just dumb luck it, vermont is the setting of this movie <laughs> so yay i was right there the parents were involved in hiding the time capsule it wasn't really the parents it, it was, was like the, the grandparents. grandparents so it was yeah. one generation before the parents had just heard about it and wondered about it but it wasn't time it wasn't their time yet and then it was a Christmas-themed time capsule because it was, it was a giant cal- advent calendar. We will get to that, the giant advent calendar in a minute. Um, but it was not moved by a bulldozer. <laughs> Which I couldn't they do figure out how they had Vermont, lost it. But not important. They didn't lose it. They just, it wasn't their time to know about it yet. And as you stated, the writer was the girl. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, what's really important here is I said that they would stay in the town. That is the exact opposite of the thing that happened. Yeah, they probably... left the town and moved to the city. It's the I first time that's ever happened. There was a point when I was like, "Are they? Is that? Is he going to go live with her in the city? No, there's no way. They're going to make me get my hopes up, and then they're going to find a way for her to actually give up everything and move to him. But no, they're going to go to the city, which was actually really refreshing to see. It was really nice to see. I think it only works here because the first movie, the girl was from the town. The second, the movie, the girl came from outside of town and stayed. So for the third movie, they need to take the guy they needed, out of yeah, the town. They needed so to take the guy out of the town. It's a nice trilogy. Um, 
you know, mom gave some other predictions knowing some of the first uh, installments. And so she thought that the male lead would be a lawyer or a vet tech. Little did we know he was going to be a librarian for the weirdest <laughs> public library we ever saw. Yeah, there's not a lot of books there. No. And all of the books were used to build like a book Christmas tree in a public municipal library. <laughs> it was it was odd. Um, and then uh, she believed that the time capsule would be the history of the wishing snow globe. She w- mm-hmm. and that it would be n- a new resident to Evergreen. Well, he has been an all like all his life or a lifer, Evergreen lifer. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, mom. You didn't get him right. We still love you, though. <laughs> and then they had forgotten about it because they were too busy with Christmas. <laughs> it was a surprise because surprise was the major theme in this movie. Right. Yeah. Really could just call it surprise. <laughs> it's Christmas. Surprise. It's Christmas. In Evergreen. <laughs> Tidings of joy. We'll get to that in the title. <laughs> yeah, we have some really great title <laughs> alternatives that we're real excited to share with you. Oh, don't, yeah. No spoilers on that one. Right, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, so I think let's move into snarkable moments because there are some wonderful snarkable moments. So let's start. I mean, normally I want to kind of work our way from the beginning, but I want to jump right to this advent calendar because it's hard to not start there. Okay. If you're you're going to pick one moment, like one 30 second (laughs) clip to find on YouTube of a Hallmark channel movie this, this is, is the it. scene so <laughs> let me give you some background on how this was going for us so at this moment in the movie we kind of knew that there was a scavenger hunt and we kind of knew you know that it was something that was being laid out for them um austin's mother and i were in here watching the movie and austin was in the kitchen making a charcuterie tray for us i was yes i was being <laughs> an expert charcuterie charcuterie and so when this happened Peggy and I were just like, <laughs> I thought I had just stepped out for a brief moment during an unimportant moment of this movie. And they just like screamed. They're like, where's the pause button? So Get back in here. <laughs> so they go and they were talking about this wall. And she's like, I st- yeah, this is the wall from the picture. It must be important. Let's look around. We have this key. We're trying to figure out where it goes. So they're poking around the wall. They find a hole. And she's like, hold up. I have an idea. And she goes and finds the people that have the key. And you're like, okay, there's going to be some sort of door or something. Well, they put the key. It's like, it's a wall. It has like horizontal slatted boards, right? And it's, it's, yeah, like, it's right like outside her restaurant. Yeah. So it's just like wood it siding. It does stick out. It doesn't look like it belongs there. But when they put the key in and they turn the key, all of the boards in the siding kind of flip over and then just fall down. It's like a, it's like. and they they cascade down (laughs) elegantly a 50 year old mechanism has activated (laughs) and a giant advent calendar with drawers the size of filing cabinet drawers i mean this is how big it is um and it has like a picture painted in the middle of it um and then the drawers they they realize that this is something it's a it's a town advent calendar they're going to open a drawer each day some of the drawers i mean like i said they're filing cabinet drawers sized but they have like one envelope and one object inside of them so the drawers are way bigger than they need they to could be have made this on such a, a smaller things. scale and there were things in there like we want you all to sing these make these cookies sing these christmas songs go skating here's some skates and some scarves for you to go skating on the lake they want the whole town to like yeah. do these activities up until christmas the town decides to have 
a drawing from a hat for who gets to open the box each day. So, you know, but everything inside of the drawers was in pristine condition. No This bugs, has been sitting there for no 50 years. <laughs> no, Nothing's wrapped in plastic. There were no termites. No termites. <laughs> it was just like the most beautiful. Like it was so like someone had just made it yesterday. Right. And they lead, do lead you to believe that the people who created it, some of them are still in the town. They knew they kind of made the events happen to make the scavenger hunt, not scavenger hunt, the the... Advent the calendar finding discovery. of the calendar hunt <laughs> the surprise calendar. happened um, so maybe they were secretly maintaining it but it just was like a little bit strange it was weird and at the end of the movie the tinker guy makes for hannah a little tiny replica Version of, it. That's right. of the advent calendar i said that looks a lot like the advent calendar from the christmas at graceland movie it sure did product placement you can buy it for 70 dollars on hallmark.com <laughs> <laughs> but again so there were moments in this movie where our multiverse theory is only further confirmed because right. we've got the advent calendar that was in a different movie but we also had whoever that person is from uh christmas wishes and mistletoe kisses and i was like Oh, she's here. Why is she here? Because she was a designer in that she's movie. A desi- she's an interior designer. She was an interior designer that opened up this general store in Evergreen. After she fell in love with the handsome owner of her house that she was interior decorating. And I guess they relocated to Evergreen. <laughs> now she runs the shop. So there's some and weird... She, he's also a logger because she mentioned that she fell in love with the logger. <laughs> we'll figure out how to tie we'll make it, together it work later. <laughs> But there, there is some weird universe that we are existing in here. And that it they're all, all connected. centers around this advent calendar. Oh, yeah. If I knew more about, like, other multiverses, like DC and all, like, mm-hmm. Marvel and all of those, I would be able to, like, make some ties. But I don't. Well, I think it's it's more like the Pixar one, where it's like, they look like, like, oh, how is Wally related to toy story related to finding nemo but they're all in the same universe it's like that in hallmark apparently i think it's just maybe they all shop at hallmark no that <laughs> can't be that <laughs> ah, it's a weak theory i'm gonna throw it out there too bad all right it's there other things from this movie that we want to snark about um yes lots of things um the opening shot is um our lead on a train to evergreen on the evergreen express i was so mad about this train y'all okay so tara has been on lots of trains has been to vermont many times and she was like never once has a train been this decked out for christmas no it doesn't look like like that i've taken the train from new york but have you been on the evergreen express which i don't think there is an evergreen express or i would have taken it It looks like a yield train, right? The train that goes from New York to Vermont is called the Vermonter, and it is a regular Amtrak train. It's not romantic. It's not Christmassy. It's not ye old, I mean, it looks except like for a in the sense car. that it's just old. It just looked like a trolley car. Yeah. And it looks like a like a tourist train kind yeah. of thing, too. So maybe maybe there's some sort of special train like that, but um, I'm... It wasn't on the train schedules but that I looked I enjoyed, up. What I think one of the things I actually did enjoy about this movie is like the meta-ness that existed with the main characters. Because we have this skeptic Katie who is just like, uh, no place in, can exist like this. She's like, literally, look at this train I am on. It is like Polar Express meets Hogwarts Express. 
to she, ever yeah, agree. She does make it. And so I enjoyed that. And I, I think that was something that was really nice because there were little moments th- throughout the movie and including the ending where it's like, will you stay with me and ever like, will you stay with me? And she's like, yeah, I'll be in evergreen for Christmas, but then the city's my, but then home. I have to go back and I'm not, I'm not moving to your town. Babe. And it was just like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I wish it was done on a better movie overall, but those are the parts. I mean, that I, was, like I was still waiting for her to then change her mind and have a realization. Cause I just couldn't believe that the movie was really going to buck the trend and say, this small town is wonderful, but I would still rather live in the cold, horrible big city. <laughs> Which the final scenes did take place in the big city. Yeah, for they that really reason. did. They went to like a, a party dinner. there. They yeah. had a dinner. The first real kiss kiss was in the city. It was not on the quaint porch of a house. But it like was I a snowy city. It was a snow. That's right. New York is a city that is acceptable for Christmas yeah. because you have Rockefeller Center and you have the ice skating rink and you have all the decorations and the tree. And um, so it is an acceptable Christmas location. Other snarkable things also happened at the beginning, which was she gets off the train and she is talking to Ben and is like, well, I guess have a Merry Christmas. And then everyone around her goes, Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) So that was creepy. It made me feel like we were kind of in a cult town. Right. Um, And there were definitely moments where it was like, oh, this is a place you don't get to leave. Right. And also the way she was interacting with the town. You know, she's from out of town and she's staying at the end and inn or whatever. And she's, you know, immediately embedded in all of the towns that she's caroling with them. She's, she's inviting herself left and right decorating to all the these trees things. with them. And it's like, that's great, but that's also what a cult would let you do. They're like, right. Yes, they- you are wonderful. We enjoy spending our time with you. That's such an interesting story. Come <laughs> see us for this activity. Would you like to go meet with the grand pooba later at four? <laughs> um I think also what was interesting to me was the fact that like they they said, you know, you know, people come and write about us all the time, but we're really like protective of this town. Mm-hmm. And she was so she was there just trying to get ideas and then her mom called her mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, my main writer fell through for my cover story because he broke both of his hands learning this oh, new sport." He <laughs> broke his hand. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, Not wow. one he broke both his they hands. They can't write. <laughs> so then she invites her daughter to write a story to replace it. And she's like, you know, uh, Christmas Town makes money on Christmas themes. Like trying to find like an mm-hmm. angle that sheds a negative light on this town. And so she's trying to make that article work, accidentally prints it. And our lead guy finds that mm-hmm. in the printer and he's like, well, write the story you want. And then still continues to invite her to all of these like sacred town Christmas traditions. I was like, you guys are not actually protecting your town. Right. Cast her out. Cast her out. Do not invite her to decorate the Christmas tree with you. Send her away. No so, whimsy for her. Um, the other thing I enjoyed was because they were working very hard to bring in the other like characters from the previous movies. So we have the Daisy Country Store run by our mistletoe kisses lady. Mm -hmm. And she's out in the middle of the street. And um, Katie is trying to find a phone charger because she left hers on the train. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even get to the general store. Just bumps into him in the middle of the street. She's like, welcome to Daisy's Country Store. And I was like, you're literally not even in the the store anywhere. (laughs) I was like, is your store just the middle of the street? (laughs) And then she's like, yeah, I just need a phone charger. And she was like, that's it? You don't need anything else? Do you need a hat? Do you need a scarf? Do you need gloves? I got everything. And I was like, 
Just a li- just a charger, ma'am. Just a charger. <laughs> Chill the hell out. So anyway. I need to take a minute to talk about the library. And I say this as a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> so our handsome lead is a librarian, which is an interesting job for a male lead. Kudos to Hallmark for having a male librarian. <laughs> male that's that's a <laughs> no, term. That's that's okay. <laughs> Um, a male librarian and he seems to be the children's librarian side of things because he's leading story time but this is the saddest library it is so sad i mean even though it's vermont and we think it's small and quaint they would still have a small like actual library this had like one little two shelf bookshelf with like six books on each shelf (laughs) so there wasn't a lot of budget put into making the library look like a library it just looked like a house yeah, it looked like the front of her house that she just like, I found all these old books mm-hmm. and I just put them on these Ikea shelves I have. Right. Like even when she gave the set of newspapers for the research, she like had all these old town newspapers. They were just kind of all folded together and tied up with string. And that was her archive collection. So so I don't know why we needed two librarians to run this like <laughs> right, tiny little budget porch for this. Library. And yeah, um, so that, that's obviously more on the set decorating folks than the the plot of the movie i think they just didn't have the budget to make a real library (laughs) uh, but that hurt my little librarian heart (laughs) so i think we got to talk a little bit about the snow globe because it is really pivotal it's what kicks off the whole search for the surprise time capsule advent calendar thing hallmark loves a good snow globe because they want to kick us that like it's a prized holiday possession that we should be spending our money on because i'm sure they sell them at their store but um, they also have magic. They have magic. And this so this snow globe is magical and one of the characters Hannah is making a wish and drops it or something. We don't know. We don't know exactly what happened, but it breaks. Mm-hmm. And so thank goodness her love interest added on a glass blowing studio that can restore it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like the whole just I need you to talk a little bit about... It's magic. It's Christmas magic. (laughs) You know, supposedly when you make a wish on the snow globe, um, it's one of those things where it's not like the wish immediately comes true, but by the end of the movie, that wish will have come true because there is a sense that it's a magic snow globe. And when they put it back together and they make they do glass blow the outside of it, they have this glitter that they find in the tinkering shops. This is Michelle and her love interest. And he's, you know, oh, there's some glitter over there. It's really old glitter. And you're like, oh, that's the magic. That's glitter. the magic. This is what makes all of the uh, dreams come true. And so they go put it in. They go sprinkle the glitter in and it like sparkles and you can see that it's like it is absolutely magic in the snow globe and also what is inside of the glitter her mom's wedding ring now i got very confused here because she's reaching in to get this glitter and one i'm like why are you just putting your hand and this guy are clearly like doing googly eyes at each other this whole time questionably more glitter and there's a (laughs) wedding ring in the glitter and so i thought he was proposing to her i know i was like and she was like whoa (laughs) and then she's like oh this is my mother's and i was like what just happened (laughs) yeah so it's her mother's wedding ring she gives it to her brother who is oh that's not michelle sorry hannah is the girl sorry my notes are very bad um hannah is the girl at the shop and michelle is the girl that she gives the ring to michelle is dating hannah's brother so hannah's brother has been away he comes back and hannah gives her brother the ring so that he can propose to michelle yes so 
magic. Christmas magic. magic. Christmas magic. <laughs> I mean, and, and there was like some Santa-ness in this town as well. So we did right. have some like Christmas magic with the glitter snow globe. But the the beginning of this movie is like a storybook with our lead character Katie like doing a voiceover, mm-hmm. and, and then Santa, Santa interrupts her and he's like, "Wait a second, there, Katie!" And then <laughs> starts telling the story. It's like, who is that? And then we find out like we think Santa Claus lives in Evergreen, right? Because there's a man named Nick. <laughs> he looks kind of like Santa. <laughs> And, and even he's Katie hanging goes, out like, with a woman named Nan, who kidding. seems to be the Mrs. Claus figure. And by the end, of, you definitely get a Santa vibe from him. Like he, they're making this whole scavenger hunt for the Advent calendar thing happened. They're the creators of the Advent calendar, and you kind of realize at the end that he did some jostling that made the snow globe fall to set these events in motion. Yeah. So God, there. They, they really needed magic to make that like you had to break a snow globe mm-hmm. to then happen to like what if no one had looked under the sleigh because it wasn't on the bottom of the snow globe it was under the it was under the, the sleigh in yeah. the snow globe like yeah. and they very lovingly put that snow globe back together can we also go back to that glass blowing scene because this had my favorite well my second favorite scene of this the movie. was the hottest scene of the movie possibly to be missed by anybody who wasn't putting up their um lady love feelers <laughs> <laughs> like i was so there was a woman sorry at the um at the glass blowing place we she wasn't even really a character in the movie she was just doing the glass blowing and she's telling you about like how to glass blow and it's a it's a process and the way she says it is very sensual but then she like the chemistry between her and katie, katie. in that brief moment i was like are they gonna fall for each other i mean, I mean even like my mom 10 said seconds that of like oh god <laughs> like we didn't know where this love story was going we're really reaching for any bit of like lesbian chemistry in these movies and well, there was also, 10 seconds of it in this scene i think it's because they put us on alert when they mentioned at the library mm-hmm. bechdahl Oh, yeah. So they were mentioning famous people from Vermont and they mentioned Alison Bechdel. And then Austin immediately was like, remind me again what the Bechdel test is. This is not passing it, is it? Because we tried to make it pass. I don't know if like, so Nan and Katie do talk multiple times without a man present about the surprise time capsule. Right. So they're not talking about a man. So you have two characters with names. Talking to each other. But it's a D minus. Something. Yeah, it's not going <laughs> to. Well, the Bechdel test is a very, very bare minimum. It's not really a good indicator of if it's feminist or anything. It's a it's a literal minimum. So, And I think that's why they chose the ending that they did. Mm-hmm. It was a nod. They had to give her her space to go do her thing in New York and not stay in the town and make exactly. changes of her life for a man. So. We, we see that, whoever the writers are for this. We see you. We see that, you know, you, you can only do so much, but you had those little pieces there. We liked it. Um, so, yeah, the lesbian lady. Oh, and also with the glass. And, and we don't know that she was a lesbian. That's totally us reading into we that. We just felt it. But also in the glass blowing scene, Hannah and her love interest were like, doing a ghost moment. Like, like she's like, <laughs> the got the glass and he's behind her. <laughs> yeah, it was very Patrick Swayze moment yes, there. It was so. hilarious. Um, I think one of my other like favorite things was like so they went out to dinner in the city towards the end, mm-hmm. and there's these infamous blueberry pancakes. And maybe I was working on the charcuterie 
at the time and I missed like a big conversation about these blueberry pancakes. She just said something about her family tradition was having these pancakes Aww, at this place. Okay, yeah. that's adorable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just putting olives in a uh, olive Thank dish. You. <laughs> um anywho, the he pre orders them. So as soon as they sit down, they're out. Mm-hmm. But they're drinking red wine. I was like, is that red wine with pancakes (laughs) i was just like everyone knows red wine pairs well with blueberry pancakes with oodles of whipped cream put on top of them just just a weird weird palette yeah so it might be more of like a prosecco kind of yeah like that makes sense um mimosa moment or something you know not a red wine moment yeah it was just it was a little odd and at the end of this movie, they do say that there's 50 years until the next advent calendar. I was a little skeptical at that. That feels a little excessive for a time frame. It just feels like they this town enjoyed it so much. Why not do a 25-year one? Right. Or even a 10-year one. Yeah. I mean, that it's like a big event you do once a decade or something. Um, I don't know, like 50 years is such a it's long such time. A long time. And it brought so much joy to everyone. It seems like you could do that more than once every other generation. Right. At least do it once a generation. You know? Or it's like, if you're going to do it, because like, to me, it's like 24 years, 25 years makes sense because maybe every year you as a town decide what goes in it Aww. and eat like each date of Christmas, like leading up to Christmas. Yeah. And then on the 25th year, you open up the advent calendar. Yeah. Like that just feels like a way to yeah, do that. That's so cute. Why don't you write these movies? All right. I will write uh, evergreen tidings of 25 year capsule joy. <laughs> that's a terrible. <laughs> so. Are there any other snarkable moments? Because maybe we should go into well, title review. I mean, review. the end scene, they kiss in the city. What's the final shot of this movie? Do we even remember? I don't even remember. <laughs> was it particularly memorable? I mean, I think they kiss out on the street. Was that it? I think that was it. it. Usually they end, it's like the kiss, and then pretty quick after that, it's over. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's all for me. I think those are the things I wrote in my notes. <laughs> So, moving into the title review. Title review. What did we think of this title for this movie? Entirely forgettable. Yeah. I mean, I had to look it up multiple times, even after immediately writing it down. Like, I'd be like, what? Evergreen? Like, I love I love the evergreen imagery, but again, where the hell were the trees? They did drive through them in the truck at one part just, of the They movie should have been more nothing. integral. And I get it. Like, this is the third installment of this town. Right. The, I get the, that. The weight in this title is in it nodding back to the previous movies yeah. and connecting to things that people have already seen and loved. The Tidings of Joy means literally nothing. Literally nothing. The and Christmas so- in Evergreen is only just, just like Christmas at this place or Christmas at that place. It's just a town. You know, yeah. it doesn't have any specialness so you know so we workshop some names with my mom because i will tell you if my mom had to rename this movie the word surprise must be in it so christmas and evergreen surprise Surprise! joy surprise calendar so i uh, said christmas and evergreen advent of joy but they're also not calling this an advent calendar they're calling it a countdown to christmas calendar which just felt like advent is too religious they don't want to go super religious in these so even when i looked up the little calendar on the hallmark website i tried to look for it as an advent calendar and finally found it as a countdown to christmas calendar well, it's also, it ties into their countdown to Christmas. Like, right. And they're doing theme. countdown to Christmas in this. They're not, they didn't necessarily call it an advent calendar. I don't think. And it's I think. $70, you said? Yeah. God. 
You might find it under the tree for yourself on... Let's just have your dad make it. <laughs> There's a lot of little tiny boxes. He needed a project. He no, said. actually, let's have him make us a giant one on the side of our oh, house. That we could have our kids fight it with a key. <laughs> <laughs> and I need him to make the thing where the boards just all like flip and fall. We'll show him that. <laughs> a, a, a waterfall of boards. <laughs> Oh gosh, I would I would be tempted to just go out every year to show like, Dad that thirty second <laughs> clip and be like, "Can you make this happen? Yeah. Christmas magic." <laughs> the chimes would have to play when you open right, it. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is a throwaway title. I don't really care about it. I'm fine that it took it. Again, I do wish Evergreen Trees. It's kind trees... of a throwaway movie to me. So throwaway um, title goes with the throwaway movie. Yes. I'm fine. Like it had some bizarre moments. Yes. But ultimately, this is this is middle of the pack for me, if not lower end of middle of the pack. Yeah. This so. is this is one of the lower end ones for me. Okay. So um, yeah. So I I don't have anything other than a, a shout out to mom of that. Uh, Christmas and Evergreen. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Happy birthday. Will this love last? Yes. For seven years. Yeah, I don't see this love last. I mean, I wanted to say that it did because he moves for her, and so that's a dedication. I actually don't think he'll end up moving for her. Because yeah. he still has to interview to get the job. You know, they leave a lot of that open. I think, you know, he wrote one article. He's not been a journalist for seven years and the mom's like, I've taken a look at your article. I'll give you an interview. I think he doesn't get the job or he gets it and he decides he doesn't want to take it. Here here are the, the next plots of this that I think are going to happen. One, he gets the job and then has an affair with the mom. Ooh. <laughs> and the mom seduces him, obviously. Right. Because right. she just has that kind of vibe to her. Yeah. Or Nana dies. Oh, and he's so and sad, he, he, he moves back and takes care Christmas of the library again. Christmas Evergreen returned to Evergreen. <laughs> it's been second chance at love. <laughs> Rest in peace, Evergreen. <laughs> um, and so... So yeah, those you know. I, I do not see this love lasting. <laughs> not a memorable love story. So I guess they give Nan seven more years. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> maybe, maybe because if she marries Nick, she will then become immortal as Mrs. Claus. Well, obviously she's on that path. Yeah. <laughs> she, there is magic involved. Um, last segment then, when would we watch this movie? This will be a movie that I don't plan on watching again. Mm -hmm. If it's on, I will change the channel. Mm-hmm. Unless it's right at the scene where the advent calendar is about to be revealed. That I would watch over and over again. Um, I mean, I think a good time for this movie is before December starts because of the whole advent calendar aspect of it. So I think maybe the ideal time for it would be the 1st of December um, or the 29th or 30th of mm -hmm. November. So somewhere in that range. But it's like a... It, to me, this is an early November movie. Mm -hmm. This is like... Also because it has one of the longest time spans that it's we've ever very seen. Long, yeah. Like the fact that she arrives in town like at, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, this whole movie does take place over like like three a month weeks or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I would say for me this would be like early early November. Mm -hmm. You really aren't yet like full fledged Christmas, but you've definitely forgotten about Halloween. Well, so this year when I'm thinking about timeline, it doesn't work as well because thanksgiving and then it's immediately the first of december yeah. pretty much so i would in a year where you have thanksgiving a little bit earlier in that week where it's been thanksgiving but it's not yet the first of december i think that's the sweet spot for this one yeah and like afternoon early evening kind of movie um no, i've never called one of them a morning movie i guess <laughs> yeah this, again this is a, a no time 
Still no time me. movie for me. So, well, hopefully our next ones are better. We have some. We have Christmas in Rome coming up. Some you know really interesting ones. So. Yeah, I'm pretty like Christmas in Rome is actually um, the next movie, right? So that is the I'm one excited about that. I am too because isn't that our Lacey? That's our Lacey Chabert. And I gotta say, I'm a big fan of her. And you know, we love Rome. I'm Italian. Love a good Roman setting. And maybe there'll be lasagna, <laughs> lasagna, because okay. it's the Hallmark <laughs> multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Luigi has to come back. So we'll be queuing that one up next, and then we are closing in on the end of the Thanksgiving week, which means we're also almost two-thirds of the way through this process, so that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, We will continue to bring these to you as they come out. Yeah. So I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. <laughs>